Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. First thing I want to talk about is on Garda Shia they are a good topic of conversation, aren't they? But the Garda Representative Association has called for non-lethal tasers. Now, that's a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? They say, see, and we have to be very understanding of what this actually means. Non-lethal tasers are tasers which are not intended to kill. But many people in the United States where they use tasers on a regular basis have been killed. People have died. Older people, for example. People with heart conditions. Um, people who may have an underlying condition. People who are weaker can die from a taser. Sometimes people have been tased and they fall to the ground and hit their head and they die. So tasers can kill, right? Um, You know, in unusual circumstances, they can. Generally speaking, they don't. But anyway, the Garda Association have called for tasers to be rolled out to all frontline Gardaí to ensure that they can protect themselves in the wake of uh, a Garda being attacked after investigating a report of domestic violence over the weekend. Now, you have to understand from Garda's point of view, you know, he's called to, a, you know, at the scene of a crime. The person at the scene could have anything, a knife, a gun, anything, and he arrives with a hand with some skin on it, essentially, and has to defend himself. Now, the officer was punched multiple times in the head by this crazed man in the early, uh, in the early morning attack, which led to him being taken to Tala Hospital for treatment. Um, the man himself, he was arrested and brought to Ray Garda Station, and it is very likely that he will face assault charges in relation to this particular instance. Now, he was uh, released without charge, and a file is now being prepared for the DPP. Last year, the Garda Representative Association argued that prison sentences for, for assaults on Garda were not sufficient uh, in length to deter such violence. It is believed that over 6,000 Garda may have been injured on the line of duty over, over a decade, and these are ones we know of. As many assaults, of course, go unreported, like bites and grazes and bruises. Are the most common injuries suffered by Garda Shikana, followed by sprains, strains, closed fractures, open wounds, etc., etc. Look, it's the nature of the job. I'm not saying, you know, that we should go, ah, the poor Garda. It's their job. You know what I mean? They're getting incels into dangerous situations. They signed up for it. You know, when they knew, when they were going for a Garda Shikana, when you join the army, when you, well, maybe not the army, because they don't do any huge rounds in the army when it comes to defending the state as such. Um, but when you join in Garda Shikara, you know you're actively defending citizens. So you know you're going to get injured. But tonight I want to know, would you have an issue with the guards having tasers in order to protect themselves on the streets? Tasers have and are being rolled out in other common law jurisdictions, including the English and the Welsh police forces, as well as Scotland. A taser looks like a Glock pistol, I suppose. It does look like a handgun. And it works by firing two live wires charged with 50,000 volts each topped with a barbed dart so you can't pull it back out again. And when the barbs hook in to the target, they create a charged circuit, causing the muscles to contract very painfully. Uh, Essentially what happens, if you've ever seen it happening, when somebody's tased, they go down immediately, generally speaking, because all your muscles just contract with 50,000 volts. It's not nice, and you can die from it uh, in certain circumstances. Now, subjects are unable basically to control their bodies and fall to the floor. Uh, For the police, the advantage of the taser is that it can reach a person 21 feet away. It produces immediate incapacitation, no matter how big or strong the subject might be, and its effects wear off in seconds, leaving little trace. Or, well, apart, sometimes you get two little puncher marks where the yolks went in. Now, although they're deemed non-lethal, tasers in the UK alone have had 18 fatalities just in the UK uh, linked to their use. In the United States, thousands of people have died uh, by the use of tasers. But I want to know, would you trust the guards with them? 
I mean, there is a concern that by giving Gardaí tasers, they will be used at the first sight of trouble instead of the device being used as a last resort. Would you trust on Garda Shea to use them correctly and only when it's necessary? I want to know what you think. Would you have an issue with the Garda Shea being given tasers and taser guns? Let me know what you think. The number is 087188 That's a WhatsApp or text number 087188 Peter, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Peter? How's it going, man? Peter, would you have an issue? I mean, you had, in your day of trouble and strife, you had, I'm sure, had a couple yeah. of run-ins with the guards. Or I had a few battens, all right. Yeah. A few bangs of them. Yeah, did you? Oh, they're quite hard. I imagine it was quite painful. Oh, my goodness. Um, I, could, um, I can still hear the noise of them now. The clunk. Um, I remember running from the police and I was hiding in the garden shed and one of my friends was getting over the wall and the, the guard managed to catch him getting over the wall and the crack of the bat and I was like oh my goodness I thought our skull was broken oh god um, well they're not they're they, not supposed to hit you on the head sure they're not ah uh, they're not there's a lot of things they're not supposed to do but <laughs> in fairness we weren't uh, the, the best to, to no, deal with you weren't the nicest people but, in the world anyway and you probably deserved what you no, got at the time no okay. deserved well deserved right but, but okay but let, let's, let's say they had tasers yeah I I strongly believe um, the guards in the inner city that walk the, the streets um, that are dealing with maybe more crowd control um, where there's a lot of people around. Public order problems, yeah. Public order problems, big time because um, if you see one or two or three people fighting, very hard for a guard to get a crowd under um, control. Like, Say for the likes of a normal patrol car um, they have time to get out of the car, grab that bat and do what you have to do. Um, just in, in and around housing estates, no need for guards to have them. Going into a raid in a house, they already have the emergency response unit. So I don't believe that the normal guard in a patrol car going around the likes of, say, Ballyfermot, Pallet, Blanchestown, all them places, I don't think should have them. But I think guards that are in areas that have big, um, a lot of social stuff going on in our city and um, you know where there's crowds that they need the likes of these taser guns for when it kicks off and there's only two guards and there's like five or six people going at it if they see one lad getting tasered they'll guarantee it all stop yeah they need to take the ringleader down sometimes the strongest whoever the, whoever the one is exactly. causing the most amount of problems but yeah. but here's the thing: the, the argument is that you know, on Garda Shea they they haven't had these kind of weapons before. They might be a little bit trigger happy. They might be using them unnecessarily. Something that would normally be dealt with with just restraining somebody. All of a sudden, people are going to start getting tasered, and before you know it, people are going to die. Well, in my and uh, <laughs> on my when I was growing up, you go when you get arrested and brought in for a section, um, you know. The guards are trying to get as much information out as possible. And if you're not talking, you're getting the slaps. Now, I know there's video recording now for um, when you're in there and getting interviewed and so on and so forth. Well, yeah, your day was, I mean, it was a, a good long time ago now. Yeah, so I, I know... Did you get the slaps? Did you get the slaps out if the we're guys? Out, we're a shadow of a doubt. If they had had a taser back then, believe me, it would have been like Frankenstein. I would have got, <laughs> would have got shot. And did you, know, you, did you get a hiding? Did you ever get a hiding in a guard station? Oh, of course, yeah. Dragged. I, I got that much of a hiding that the only thing I was left on with was a pair of shorts after getting dragged around the, the cell, the juvenile cell. And how old were you? How old, how old were you? 
I would have been in the juvenile cell in the New Blanchetown Hospital. Um, it's a big, it's a big cell, and there's one big concrete mound at the back of it. And I'd say the room is about like a good size sitting room. And um, I think I got flung from one side to the other three or four times to the fact where me thought me clothes were torn off me, and I was left in a pair of shorts because I wouldn't open my mouth about things when they're asking you. Then they'd bring you into an interview, interview room after that and he'd sit you down and say, all right, what happened with this? What happened with that? And if you and don't, you don't tell us, we'll give you more of that. We'll give you more of what you got earlier on. Exactly. And we won't give you any food. We won't give you nothing. You'll starve in the cell. You know what I mean? And he tried them tactics on you. So I know without a shadow of a doubt, there is good policemen. But when I was doing what I was doing, I didn't deserve good treatment. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and I what, was, it all, dr- was it all drug related at the time? Yeah, yeah. Robbing yeah. from drugs and um, mm. did other stuff as well that I don't want to get into. Okay. But I know without a shadow of a doubt if the guards had taser guns back then, they would have used them in and ways you. to get people to talk. Yeah, yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. What about gun <clears> guns? <throat> what about actual firearms? Do you believe that? Now, uh, now I know the emergency response units do have firearms. Um, yeah. But, I mean, do you believe that the frontline guards, every guard on the street, similar to, you know, the United States and everywhere else in Spain and all these other places, do you believe they should have guns? No, because, did you ever see the, the whole thing around it? Like when they pull somebody over and put your hands on, on the wheel, like the first thing a cop goes for in America when you, watch the film, or when you watch these um, things is to put a hand on their gun put that gun out and say, get out of the car. You know what I mean? Like, so it shows the first thing they're going for is that gun. And it's quite terrifying. Oh, big time. You make one more one more wrong move, you're gone. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I understand the ERU here get trained well and they need to have what they have mm-hmm. because there's drug dealers with, I think, probably double or, or treble the strength of the firepower that they have and they need to have all these high-flying cars, need to have all these guns to combat the the drugs and the crime. But regarding these taser guns, I, I can honestly see some will be used for good, but I can see some being used wrongly. OK, well, stay there, because James, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, James? Uh, good evening, Janelle. Good to talk to you again. Good evening, James. You generally are a defender of Hungarda Siakana. Uh, you know, I mean, do they need something else apart from the nightstick? Oh, I, I would be all for it now. Mm. Fully 100% for it. I wouldn't, I'd even have no problem with the Gardaí being armed now. Right, with, with a firearm? Oh, yes, uh, all the Gardaí, because as you know, they are all armed in Northern Ireland. The PSNI mm-hmm. have been for years, and they will have to continue that way. Uh, now, the problem is to see, some time ago there, and I, 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 someone I go have a drink with, and his son is a, a member of the Gardaí now. Right. And he comes in sometimes to have, when he's off duty to have a drink with his father. Yeah. One night I was discussing and I was talking to him about Lugs Brannigan and all that. Now, he would, he's far too young to remember any of that now. He's only 26 years old. And uh, he's, I was explaining to him about Lugs Brannigan, his type of policing, and he laughed. He said, James, James, <laughs> those days are gone, James, are long gone. There's no heavy-handing policing anymore. Well, Peter was getting the heavy hand, but now that was a while ago too, in fairness. There's, no, uh, there is. There's yeah. always heavy hand in policing. Well, he, said that, he said the days of the lugs banning are gone now. He said the lugs banning. We're, we're, we're yeah. far too restricted now because he said in the days of lugs banning. No well, well, hang on, hang on, hang on for a second, Peter. Hang on, just let James yeah. finish. 
Thank God. He yeah. was saying to me now, there's no restrictions in the days of Gar, uh, Gar Brannigan now, because there was no GSOC. Now there's GSOC now, and there's a police authority. And if any Garda uh, touches anyone, uh, you know, uh, and heavy-handed, he will find himself out of the force now. Because a couple of years ago there, there was a, a couple of Garda <coughs> down in Watford, and there was a guy, which he shouldn't be doing this, a disgusting thing to do now. He was pissing in the front of a business premises at night and they came along to him now and uh, you know they had words with him and he got a, a bit aggressive now and they decided to arrest him now he, he got quite aggressive and one of the guards gave him a clatter now yeah that guard now ended up in jail right not only he was drummed out of the force but he was ended up for, for assault now that, well, that can happen, you know what I mean, nowadays, particularly if a guard, I mean, you know what it's like nowadays, the guards are pretty powerless in some situations nowadays, because everybody has a mobile phone, everybody is videoing everything, and the guards are kind of and watching And there's all on the street CCTV now, Yeah, and uh, so the guard used to be very, very careful now, now. What about that guard in Longford that shot the man in the leg, and is still serving as a guard now? Shot a man in the leg, I don't recall, I know Peter... Uh, I, don't, I don't know the case you're talking about, Peter, but... If you go onto YouTube, oh yeah, no, no, yeah, no, I know the video you're talking about. He shot him in the foot. A guard, yeah, he shot, he shot him, and he's still in duty. Nothing's been done again. Well, I, it's, I don't, I don't know what's. Co- well, I, I'm sure Peter, with the greatest respect, I don't know. It's unfair of me to talk about it because I don't know about the particular case and what investigation has been done. But I, I would hazard yeah. a guess there isn't a full investigation into it. And I did if, see the video. If yes, you, if you follow the what's going. You see, All right, well, I'm, I'm, again, Peter, I can't talk about something that we're not really familiar about. You might be a little bit more familiar because you've been reading about it. I don't, so unfortunately I can't talk about it. All right. But okay, Peter, just, let's just leave it as... Okay. Uh, just one other point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, earlier this year now, we had a case here in Cork where there was a young female Bangarda and she went down to one of those... Um, she was sent down to one of those, uh, you know, McDonald's takeaway places at night time because there was two guys there giving trouble now. And when They're she went down there, unfortunately, they set about her now, right. outside the, the McDonald's, and one of them broke her jaw now, and she landed on the ground as a started kicker. Only for the intervention now of the public, she would have been in very serious trouble now. But why, what could she, I mean, the thing is, what difference would it make if she had had a gun? Uh, well, if she had a gun, she would, or if she even had a taser, she'd have some hope of defending herself. She had no hope against these two young but girls. They, but she probably wouldn't have had a hope anyway. They probably would have been too quick for her. Because I'll be honest with you, James, I'm not talking about that particular incident because I don't know the guard, and I'm sorry to hear that guard got herself into a bit of bother. When I look at the guard of force now, compared to the guard of force of now, I know it was a smaller force many years ago with the smaller population as well. But when I look at the guard of force now compared to then, some of them look like children. I agree with you now. I mean, they're they're like five foot one, and and that is why they do need that extra protection now, now because I can assure you now, as you know, Lugs Brannigan wouldn't need any taser now. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. Yeah, look, Peter, you're lucky you didn't meet Lugs Brannigan. Sorry? Yeah, he'd have boxed the head off you, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't need any pattern or a gun now. Yeah. Well, okay, we'll stay there for a second, both of you. Let me just go to Stephen as well. Stephen, you're on Classic Hits. How you doing, Stephen? Hi, now, how's it going? Stephen, uh, you were attacked by the Guardian over 20 years ago. I was, yeah. I was mistaken with somebody else and I was actually picking up somebody I wasn't even drinking. Right. And a guard came over to me and addressed me in a, in, in a very forceful manner. And I, he put his head up to me. And I was like, get away from me. And he pushed me and I pushed him back. And a guard came behind me to grab my wrist and I hit the two of them. I knocked the two of them out. And I got arrested and it turned out there was cameras showing everything. And it showed me backing off saying, no, no, stop, wrong person, wrong person. Showing them the keys to my car, 
saying, I'm driving, I'm, I'm, I'm just picking up my wife. And they kept coming at me and the guy pushing me. So I actually didn't go to, go to jail and I didn't get, a, didn't get a record. Right, okay. And I'm in law enforcement now in Canada. And but, the, I, so you're working in law enforcement in Canada. I mean, so you, do you carry a gun? I do. Okay, and is it wise? I mean, see, the when I say it's wise, probably is in Canada and America, but the argument here in Ireland, Stephen, is that guards are not uh, armed and neither are most of the criminals. Now, there is, of course, the gangland criminals out there that do have guns, but as soon as you you arm the guards, well, then the criminals are going to be tooled up as well, aren't they? The problem here now is my, my wife's a police officer as well, and uh, she's five foot three. Now, she, I've seen her take down guys six foot four, six foot three, Big guys, in, in a harpy, we're constantly trained. Like, she's small. There's no height restriction in Vancouver. She's a small... Yeah, they, well, they, they removed the height restriction over here, too, which I don't know if that was such a good thing, but she would, she is We are trained constantly. So even though, like, her stature is small and I'm a, I'm a much bigger male, we, every year, get continuous training. We don't just go in, pass out of the academy, and then go to the donut shop. We have to be every year ongoing training. We have to police judo and police jiu-jitsu that we do constantly over and over again. And we're constantly checked on a training. When you see the police here, they just get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger width-wise. They're not fit. You can see it in them. Yeah. You can see the you girls. Don't do now. They look like, they're like five foot one. That's fine. But they can't, there's no way. I know, but they can't take people down. But like, I've seen females and men, small men and small women in the police force in Vancouver taking big guys down, no problem, because they're constantly getting trained on how to do it. Yeah, like I've seen male and female guards in this country who are not only small but completely unfit looking. Yeah, and now I now I know uh, Chief Inspector uh, or Chief Constable of the UK uh, is bringing in new rules that he's going to tell guards who are basically overweight and unfit that they have to go on a a diet and a training course, and if they don't, they'll be booted out of the guards or the, or the police force because he said that they, it's a job that you must be fit in. You yeah, just must also, be fit. Not, not even with that. Most of the people that would be in the police force in Vancouver are all college educated and a master degree. I'm not, that, I'm not saying it's all about that, but that makes a huge play on how we interact with people. Mm-hmm. Now, on the flip side yeah, of that, there's no, there's no give. It's very black and white with them. It's either break the law or go to jail. There's no give. But the Irish guards tend to have a little bit more of a cop on. Right, the more street smarts from that perspective. But the Canadian police force would be much more educated and could take, can address the situation in terms of the people within that situation because they've studied it on a much more longer period than two years in Temple more on a part-time basis. And you'd, you'd probably do training on the side as well to keep up. Like, you'd probably do extra. I, I, I have to train all the time. So we yeah, that's what I'm saying. Now. Over here, it's not like that. Like, you yeah, constantly train. There's probably times you have a day off where you'll probably go and train because you want to keep up the speed, you want to be fit, and you want to be ready for when, uh, whenever anything happens. Uh, well, but unfortunately, that doesn't do happen that in this country. I don't do that much it's anymore, but the thing about it is, ever since I came out of the academy, we've been doing it consistently for like 10, 15 years, and there's a, there's yeah. a constant base muscle memory there of skills that you'll always have in your 50 or 60 or 70. Like the way you see a big, huge, fat guy in a pool who could swim faster than anybody. Why? Because you've got muscle memory and a baseline of scale of swimming his whole life. He'll always be able to do that. And, and what, what's the... I mean, look, we, we... Obviously, the United States have a big problem lately with trigger-happy police. Uh, you know, we've seen so many different stories, particularly in... A, there's a whole racist problem going on there, well, accusations yeah. of racism in the black community that people are... You know, people are being shot for no reason. 
Is Canada similar in the sense, you know, are, no. there many, are there many people being shot by police? There's, no, there's not. It's very low. There's a big issue with mental health over there, which is really, really bad. The, the perception the public have is that if you have a gun, why can't you shoot them in the leg? You can't do that. It doesn't work like that. It's not the movies. Oh, can you shoot them in the arm? It's well, you're more, you're more likely to kill somebody if you shoot them in the leg because you've well, got you a female artery there, haven't you? We're trained. If we have to shoot someone, we have to shoot them twice. And it's like it's, it's the, obviously the last, the last um, resort thing yeah. you do. But you don't get... And where, where would you... So you, I'm just curious, right? So you've got some guy who's aggressive. You tell him to stop. You've got your gun out in your hand. You say, stop, or I'm going to shoot. Uh, and he's still coming at you. Maybe he has a knife in his hand, okay? And he's yeah. still coming at you. Where, where do you aim for? Well, we have the taser, we aim for the taser, but not we aim for the heart. The big part is that you can't get fancy and aim for heads and stuff, but that doesn't work. You aim for the biggest part of the body to take them down. Right, okay, so you aim for the heart. Yeah, you have to aim for it. Because if, if, if you miss as a ricochet, you get a standby, or you get somebody walking by. So you, you have, but you, you kind of, the way it is, I tell you who's very, very good at doing it. The British are very good at doing it. The British are very, very good at taking people with weapons and taking them off them. Because what they do is, because they're a friend of mine in the counter terrorist unit in London, what they actually do is they would call as many police as possible, right? And they have, like, what you would call a guard, a, a rail in front of them, like what you see for riots. Right. And they circle the guy with the weapon, and they hold him there. And each car would have one of these behind them. So if a guy has a knife, they'll get two or three police guys in front of him and just, and just shadow him, just go with him until they get resources. Now, Vancouver do use something similar, but they're a little bit more trigger-happy over there. Okay, so, so what, have, what have you got on you, Stephen? Do you have a nightstick as well? No, no, I don't carry nightstick because okay. I don't want to carry. I don't carry too much stuff because then it's fall over the place. All right, okay. So what, 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 what do you have on you? What, what sort of, what's in your inventory? I got a Glock and I got a taser. You got a Glock and a taser, yeah. and how often? I got a shotgun uh, sitting in the car. <laughs> yeah. There is a shotgun in the trunk. Yeah, there's an army in the trunk. All, all the trunks. Like for example, we have a gang unit that deals with a gang unit in Vancouver. That's very, very. It's like be, we like the Kinahan gang, and we have a unit of a city that deal with them kind of people. Right. But what we actually do is all the bars in Vancouver have what's called bar watch. And everybody comes and has to stand into a system. And if you're barred from a bar, a Pacific bar, you're barred from all the bars. Every bar in Vancouver has to bar you by law. So when you come in and you swipe your ID into a bar, it'll come up behind the counter, your name, if you were barred from another bar and the reasons why. And the cops will all see that on their internal system at that time and say, so-so and so-so has gone to this bar. He shouldn't be allowed in there. Let's go down. And the gang, the gang, the gang. That's an incredible working. system, isn't it? Oh, it's brilliant. The gang, what happens so, so if I, if, I go in, if I'm living in Vancouver and I go for a drink, to get my first drink at the bar, I have to produce ID, and that's swiped. I swipe as you walk in. The, no, sorry. Not, this is only at nightclub. It's from 8 o'clock. Uh, yeah, okay, all right, yeah. So it's swiped. And then if you're barred for, like, for example, the, de- the doorman in Vancouver are allowed to use handcuffs. You have to be trained in them, right? Okay. But if they go and use a handcuff on someone, they have to write a report. Yeah, because so otherwise they're going to be accused of false arrest, yeah. yeah. So they'll call the police, we'll go down, and they basically will have them handcuffed, and we swap handcuffs, or I'll give them my handcuffs and just take, take them in the back of the squad car. And there'll be a report wrote up, and they'll be cameras left, right, and center. But the gang, the, 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 the gang squad from Vancouver PD will be in, no matter who it is. So one of the Kinahan gangs is in a bar in town, but in the space of 20 minutes, they'll, be, they'll, they'll see them come in in, the, in their full uniform and walk them through the crowd. That's incredible. Okay, so and, and what makes you decide to? You know, obviously, your taser is on your left, and your gun is on your Glock is on your right. I'm not too sure which way around you have it. What, what what's your deciding factor as to which one you reach for? Um, ah, there's, a, there's a long process you have to do. You, I consult with a lot of people who are doing it. It's more no one pulls a gun on you. That's the movies. A gun is more got to do with where it's a standoff. Have you ever shot somebody? No, 
Okay, so so and when was I mean, have you ever used the gun? Have you ever used the gun at any? I have of, pointed, yeah. Okay, you've pointed at people. Yeah. Is that that must be scary for you too? No, not really, because you get trained for it. You don't. Well, I know, I know you're trained for it, but but you do know that you know one pull of the trigger, you're going to end somebody's life. And yeah. and it's a big decision to make. And I'm sure, by the way, from a, a policing point of view, you know, when you pull that trigger, you've got a lot of reports to do. You have to justify pulling that trigger. You see, the thing about it is, what people don't understand, it's very, very lackadaisical over here as well, is there's a, there's a huge mental health issue. Like, I know for a fact from police force here that if, you, if, you've got a, if you've got a mental health issue, let's say your son has special needs and he gets violent, and you want to break, you, you, you see him getting violent at home, right? And you go, okay, there's going to be an issue here. I've got to call the police. And if you say, okay, I'm going to take him to the police station, the police do nothing. All they do is send you over to the hospital. And that doesn't work like that. In Vancouver, if, I, if someone calls me, I can take him in under the Mental Health Act, right? I, and I have to bring him to the hospital where he gets assessed. And I have to stay with that guy till he gets signed in by a doctor or till the next, someone in the family member comes over. Mm. And he'll get assessed and brought in. he would be in, in, in like the mental health unit until this gets resolved. We're over here, you don't have that. So, the, and there's an amount of own people here. Well the, well, the thing about it is, you have adequate amount of policing, by the way. Uh, unfortunately, in Ireland, we don't have adequate amount of, of Garda Shea Connor for the population. I'm loving that. That would yeah. solve a lot of problems, to be honest with yeah. you. Uh, and so, I mean, do you believe that the Irish police force, uh, well, the Garda Shea Connor, as it stands, Stephen, are, are they, I mean, the, the, the common argument is, as soon as we mention arming the guards, be it with tasers or guns, people don't trust them. No, you can, to be honest, man, they're, 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 I know some of them, and some of them are quite good, and these are the ones who are in a long period of time, but I mean, they're a bit of a joke, because, I mean, when you look down the end of the road, you see a guy hiding behind a tree, kind of catch a guy for speeding. Or, like I saw, I saw a guy outside a guard station in Rathcarnham there about a year ago, we were stopping people outside a guard station. I mean, talk about going far. I mean, yeah, he, has, he doesn't want to go too far in case yeah, his I lunch mean, gets cold. Give me a break. Like, that kind of stuff. It, 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 you don't have any confidence in them. You look at all the, the guard in the cave stuff and went through the courts and they got Tulsa and blah, blah, blah. It's like, I know obviously all, a, lot, a lot of guards, a lot of groups and all police forces, but mm. these guys seem like clowns. Like the Keystone cops, the way they go on. Well, well hang on, well, hang on for a second. James, are you still there? Oh, he's, oh, he's got I lost James. Two police officers. Two guarded on day three to six weeks ago when I came home for holidays. And I, the amount of drug dealing I saw was unbelievable. And I only saw two police officers, and one was like five foot nothing. And I was like, hell in the name of God. Like, it was openly rampant on Dame Street to dealer. And two coppers are staying in the space with an arrow. It's just sitting there having coffee. It was unbelievable. I mean, I, I know people are going to text in and say, well, it's all well and good you giving out about Dublin and Ireland like that, you know, when you're working in Vancouver because things are done very differently. But maybe we just don't have the resources. And I agree with you, by the way. You can, you can walk through Dublin City and particularly you go down onto the boardwalk, people are selling heroin openly and, and you won't see a guard in sight. And I, I, don't know, I don't know what the answer to that is and I don't know why that happens. It's bad recruitment. Just because, just because you see things differently doesn't mean it's wrong. It's a comparison. It's like the things in Vancouver like more so than Ireland, but the things in Ireland like more than Vancouver from mm-hmm. a social perspective. But from an active police force over here, it's like the Keystone Cops. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, I've heard a number of stories about the guys over from friends of mine that if you put it in a book, you think it was a joke. So, so essentially what you're saying to me, Stephen, from your own experience in the Canadian police force, you have no faith in the Irish Guards. Oh, God, no. No, no. And I'm, I'm sure... I'm, 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 how, long you, how long are you there, by the way? How long are you in Canada? Uh, 15 years. Yeah, and I'm sure you've been watching all the stories about, you know, Garda McCabe and all the kind of corruption oh, yeah. and all the... The, the actual neck of him to actually to, to go and do that to that guy and also had the stupidity of him 
not realise that a guard was going to record a conversation. I mean, if you have the chief of police not actually paying attention that the guy he's talking to might record a conversation, that that's Homer Simpson stuff. Well, it is Homer Simpson stuff. It is. <laughs> well, so it's just, stay there for a second. Let There's just, a lot for this country. It does, yeah. Stay there for a second. Mm-hmm. Rob, you're on Classic Hits. Rob, how are you doing? It is annoying. How are you doing? I, I've just got an education, by the way, in the, the way policing is you know, carried out in Canada. And it certainly seems to be a lot more efficient than it is over here, Rob. Yeah, but there's corruption. Like You're talking about corruption here with like, the likes of McCabe and what have you. I think that goes in a lot of countries as regards police forces. Mm-hmm. It's got to be in oil. Yeah. You know. I mean, uh, but it, do, you, do you trust the guards? No. no. At all? Uh, only only to, in a very small uh, minority. I wouldn't trust them, no. They're, See, the, people are going to say to me, you know, and they'll text in, they'll say, Niall, you know, the only people that have an issue with the guards are people who have negative experience. No, I don't think so. Mm. I don't think I haven't touched wood, had a negative experience with these, but I certainly wouldn't trust them, no. And what is it you don't trust about them? Is it their training? Is it their skill set? Is it their abilities? What is it you don't trust about the guards? To be honest, Noel, this might sound a bit, you know, uh, I'm not going to say sexist or racist, but certainly the height of them is what I can't, is what I, 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 don't, I don't understand it when I say them in town. They're like kids, as you said. Yeah, well, that years ago there was a height restriction of five point uh, five foot five for women, five foot nine for men, wasn't it? Uh, what's it now? Five foot one? No, it's there's no height restriction. There's no height, so you can be a major. But you can be anything, really. Yeah. And how are they going to take on gangs in town? What have you? Well, I know there was a bit of trouble last week, although most people found it okay that they've now said they want to recruit Muslim guards and they're allowed to wear niquibs. Oh. Oh, that's only for the PC. That's Sorry, hijabs. And also Sikh guards. Now, we don't have many Sikh people in this country anyway. They can wear turbans and stuff like that. Yeah, you know? that's, that, that's, that's only, that's only, uh, that's only what's the word? I can't think of it. Virtue signal. Virtue signaling, lip service. Yeah. Lip service, yeah. Yeah, okay, so they're trying to encourage more people. We, we're running ads here at the moment on Classic Hits for people to join. The, the guards are now currently recruiting. They're looking for people. They can't get them. I'm amazed. Well, they can't. Well, who, they, but it's always been the way. When you, when you have a recession, you will get people who will go into public sectors, right? Yeah. Be it nursing, guards, whatever it happens to be, right? Uh, or into, you know, working for social welfare, whatever it happens to be. Mm-hmm. But when, when the economy is good, people have opportunities to make more money elsewhere. So you, it's very difficult to get people into those jobs. Right, okay. So, I mean, at the moment, like, you see the army. You see the army can't get anybody. Yeah. That's Nobody crazy. wants to join that's the army. demoralizing, isn't it? It, well, it is. I mean, they, they can't. They, they need seven thousand people in the army, or I think it's seven thousand. They can't get. They're at six thousand five hundred for the last three or four years. They ran an ad campaign there for two years, trying to encourage women to join. So no, not. Well, I don't the, the only way, only way a lot of the girls are, and, and the fellas in the army can make a few pounds by heading off to the Lebanon for six months. Six months. Yeah, stint. yeah, that's the only way they can make money because they said they won't spend their money over there. Mm-hmm. But uh, back, to, back to your... Um, the guards, the arm and the guards. And the, ta- and the tasers. Yeah. They'd be like kids in the sweet shop, and honest to God, be frightening. Yeah, I, a lot of people see... I don't know whether either of you remember Abby Lara. Yes, uh, yeah, but people keep texting in the word Abu Lara. Now, it was a yeah. long time ago. There was also the nation... 2000, the year 2000. But the, what was the other one? The, the Thai bank robbery. Do you remember that one as well? Mm-hmm. Um, didn't a guard shoot That's a guard? That's a lot of people got shot in the town when there was a bank robbery taking place. Yeah, and wasn't there a detective shot by a guard and a guard shot That's by another guard? It was all friendly for her. Yeah, they were shooting each other. But they're also shooting other people just going, boy. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh because it's not funny, but no. it, do, it does make a fair point. Now, 
again, this was some time ago, and maybe those guards weren't trained to use the guns properly. I mean, I, I mean, I'm wondering, sorry, Stephen, how long does it take to train? Well, I was in the FCA and I was a marksman, but so I should know this. But how long does it take to train somebody to use a Glock? Oh, a long, long time to use it properly. It's not got to do with actually the Glock. It's got to do with the, when you use it. I mean, anybody can fire a bullet. People think that, you know, you shoot the target in 10 feet away. You don't. You try to shoot a target and walk out of it. You very rarely hit the target. Yeah. The bullet goes everywhere. It's not like you see in yeah. movies. No, it's not. The movies uh, The movies oh. completely exaggerate things. Yeah. Just, um, just asking your, your, your friend there from Canada, Niall. Yeah. Um, the guys here, you know, the, in the um, PERU or the emergency response. Yeah. Them fellas must be going, and girls, I must say, because they're in as well. They must be going nuts. They're very good. To use their weapons. No, no, they're very good. The DRU here are the, probably one of the most highly trained in the world. They're well known. But they're well known. The, 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 the Army Rangers. The Army Rangers, yeah. The second or third best, most respected uh, special forces uh, in the world, without a shadow of doubt. They win awards every year for, mm. for sniping, for. Marksmanship. For, uh, train, mar- sorry, marksmanship. They win tons of awards. The ERU are trained by the Army Ranger Wing, and they are very, very, very good. Oh, say that top Now, much. the ERU that you have here, the training in Vancouver would be, would, we have would be the SWAT team, same thing that they have at ERU. Mm. But the training that the, the, the everyday police force guy would do in, in Vancouver would be half of what the ERU would do here. Mm. Would be half. Well, they would be trained very, very well, but not to the extent of the ERU. Well, would your SWAT teams be happy enough to get out there and start boarding? No, they don't want to do that. But yeah, but see, the, the difference is, Rob, they have the backup. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, if an if an incident happened in the middle of Vancouver, you can see I, I can see the scene. It's like something out of the movies. You know, all of a sudden these trucks start arriving from everywhere with SWAT no, guys. No, we don't have we don't have that. What happens is we have all the police who are actually very well trained and guns, so they can actually take the situation themselves. Yeah, okay, but if there is a major incident I'm talking about, you know, a terrorist attack, whatever, or oh, some, yeah, yeah. or some guy, you know, got, gone loose with an AK-47, whatever, you can imagine these SWAT teams, you know, the similar to the United States, there's a lot of them. Whereas, yeah. I, I think the problem that we have here, Rob, is if something happens, say, it's all well and good if it happened in the middle of O'Connell Street, we have a good chance yeah. of getting them there on time. But if something happened in, say, Kildare... Or Tullamore. Or, or, <laughs> or <laughs> Snookers. You know, it'll take them a half an hour to get there. You know what I mean? What are you going to have in between before they actually get there? You're going to have four guards from the local station if it hasn't been closed down already by Alan Shatter a long time ago. You have four right. guards from the local station who will arrive with three nightsticks in their hand. You know what I mean? Yeah, and a pepper so, spray. And a can of pepper spray. So that, that's the problem we have. And we are a growing society. You know, we are an evolving society. Yes, the world is becoming a little bit more dangerous and people are tooling themselves up who are criminals. I'm frightened when I see those people. When I see that in England, no, in particular. Yeah, and I presume it's big in America as well, but England because it's close enough to here, and the port. There's some people like getting tasered and killing them. Yeah, we had that in, in, don't, in Canada don't ten years ago. A guy died from getting a taser. He got three tasers and he died at the airport in Vancouver. Terrible. He was actually having a mental attack himself. He was special needs, and the guys, the RCMP, which are equivalent to to the FBI or whatever the FBI right. in Ireland. Mm-hmm. The RCMP are mounted the police, and they're the federal police. Yeah. They're the ones that control the airports. They were the ones, they actually shot the guy and he died. But he shot him, he started tasing him, and he died. It was a huge case in Canada. And two I of the police guys went to jail. No, he went to jail. Did he? So it, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a different beast over there. I mean, if you're, like, if, if another police officer in the RCMP got, got done for buying drugs, and he was sent to jail. 
No, That's they not going to happen down. here, though. They get sent down. Yeah, you don't see that many guards going to that jail in this country for some, no, for some reason. No, have four or five houses in Lucan. <laughs> That's the are they own a pub somewhere? Yeah. yeah, and they'll retire to it. I mean, I've seen some cases recently, and I, I it just beggars belief. There was a guard there recently, and he was uh, brought to court for God knows how much child porn. I can't remember how much it was. It was quite a yeah. lot. And the judge even said it was some of the worst that he'd seen, but he still gave him a suspended sentence. That's because he was researched. I remember reading about that, yeah. Yeah. Research. Yeah. Yeah. I watch, I watch oh yeah, he came up. He came up with some excuse, didn't he? That's yeah. that he didn't put it on his computer. That somebody came into his house and put it on. Yeah, it. and he got away with it. Yeah. yeah. Also, also, the judge, the judge, will make an excuse and saying that okay, he's a policeman. He's not going to survive in jail. I, I know. I know. Now this could be. This could be an urban myth. Um, that uh, an, an individual who was fifty years of age went in to get his first passport and then a Dublin police guard station, and the guard was only a temple more and told him that. Because it's his first passport, he needs his parents' signature. You're joking. Okay, there yeah. you go. <laughs> he needs his parents' signature at 50. Yeah. <laughs> All right. a typical kind of carry joke, isn't it? What was he going to do? Go to the, like, the, the, go the, to the graveyard? Go to the graveyard. Wait his parents out? <laughs> <laughs> well, stay, well, stay there for a second, both of you. Let me just go to Tony as well. Tony, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Tony? Uh, Tony, do you believe the guards should have tasers or any kind of weapons? Uh, definitely. Definitely? Yeah. Right. Yeah. What part of the country are you in? I'd be down here on, um, up in the mountains, by. Oh, up in the mountains, right, okay. Yeah, well, oh, you'd need them there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'd the sheep. So, why, Tony, why do they need them? Do you, do you trust them with them? Well, I, I, you're only sitting down all the time by at night time, lad. You're, you're very muffly there, Tony. Have you got your, uh, is your phone down your jocks while you're talking to me or something, is it, or...? <laughs> There's something wrong with it, like, you're talking. Yeah, it's just, it's very muffly. It sounds like you're yeah. a mile away from it. But go on, yeah, go on. I am miles away, but I'm very from Dublin. <laughs> yeah, all oh, right, okay. <laughs> uh, I do think that the are some... Because there's so much trouble inside the city. Right, so it's... You know, yeah, so for the guards, the, peop- the guards in the city. I wouldn't want to... If I was a guard, I wouldn't want to be walking around the street unless I have something. And that's that guy there that was talking about. He Would he walk around the street would rather be with a gun in his pocket or nothing. Well, he said he he, he does have a gun because he works in Canada, yeah. in Vancouver, but he but, said he wouldn't trust the Irish guards because he said they're like the Keystone cops. Rubbish. Rubbish. They're all trained. They'll be all trained. They're not trained. They're not, no, no, they're not. At the moment, they're not trained but, to use a gun. No, but if they're going to give them guns, they'll train them. They left their guns in a case in a bar in Dublin about two years ago. Rubbish. And they left their guns fell off the back of the armed guards unit and a, a lady picked it up on the Lewis. So you don't tell me that's the, key, that's the Keystone's cop. When you find a lady coming down the Lewis with two guns in a briefcase that fell off a carriage, that's yeah. that's comical stuff. I, mean, I remember that story actually. Yeah, the lady was good enough to leave it in. She did no, actually. She did give them back. Yeah, that was it. It was a bag, wasn't it? And there was two rifles in it and and yeah. ammunition and everything. And Some guns. Some guns. Yeah, they had fallen out of the boot of the car. <laughs> yeah, but come here. It's it's easy for for us to say, you know. Don't give them nothing because we we're not getting we're not involved in the public like that. But it's it's a different story out there. Now. The farmers coming in and you know they're not afraid to use things. You know, it's not yeah, no, I'm, I'm not doubting that the world is getting a little bit more dangerous than criminals. Look, it's sure, one stage there two years ago, we had more murders in Dublin than they had in London, and that's not even per head of population. We just had more murders, shotgun yeah. murders. So I mean, yeah. there's no doubt that Ireland has become a more dangerous place. Let me just go to James before I finish this up. James, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, James? How's it going, up? James, would you trust them? With a stun gun or a firearm? Either. 
stun gun, I'd give it to them. Firearm, no. I don't think they're a, a professional enough force. Well, they, could they be trained to be professional? Judging by now, no. The standard seems to be very low. Mm-hmm. Why don't you wear body cams? They, they, don't, yeah, they, they don't wear they, body cams, do they? Well, they should, because, I mean, no, that gives me... But they wouldn't agree. Should. They won't agree to them. Sure, sure they well, turn up. They turn up. Hey, Rob, they're turning up at events with no numbers on them. For God's sake! Yeah, I've seen that. You know, I'm okay with no registration, no insurance numbers, nothing. You know, it's facilitating very bogey um, evictions of families. Also, mm. you know, and that thing with the body cams would be a nightmare for them because it would show them where they are. I think it should be mandatory for the guards no. to wear body cams. No, the thing about it is, at the end of the day, if if, if it was a gun toting country. It, the cops would have to wear them, have guns. It's not. The problem is, at the end of the day, for minor crimes, guards aren't even going after, aren't even investigating them. Take a walk down any major street in Dublin. They're not around. Yeah, but I think the, so I, I, I just think body cams are essential. Look, every dorm and, and every nightclub now in Dublin, uh, I'm not too sure about the rest of the country, wears body cams. I can't see why they They're not expensive. Yet. Because they, because it could be used as evidence, evidence. in court also. Absolutely, yeah. yeah see, it's it's undeniable. They may be going yeah. off to do another job for themselves on their, on their uh, you know. Well, going in for a donut, like. No, well, not necessarily. No, 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 no. That's something like that, or a <laughs> cup of tea, or something. Or, but they may be going the off to do other The salary stuff. is paying us as well, so what do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> well, the salaries. Well, I mean, everybody goes on about the salary, but I don't know, Stephen, what you get in in Canada. What the salary is like in Canada for working? You know, fifty thousand euros starting off when you leave the academy. Fifty thousand yeah, euro per year. No, that's starting off. Starting after off. Two years, after about two years, you're on about eighty. Yeah, but um, Stephen, it's the cost of it. Now, is that euro or dollars? No, that would be euro. Okay. What's the risk level of your job? I don't think the guards have a very high risk job here policing. I think there's some violent criminals, but I think that general job is not that tough in comparison yeah, no, with you, yeah. a lot of forces. You know, they don't they're not dealing with an armed population also, which is no. even legal firearms and then like the other guy said, with mental health mixed that together, it's a real, real problem. So Do you know what you the know, big problem think, here is though? Yeah. They're dealing with an awful lot of underage crime. And that's very demoralizing because they can't bring they can't bring the kids in front of a judge. Because nothing happens to them, yeah. They're nothing minors. Will happen. I mean under so sixteen like, unders, you know. It's a three thousand of the cases silently squashed. That's right. they weren't, well, they weren't, yeah, they it was in the paper that a while ago. Uh, it was released under the Freedom of Information. They weren't even investigated. Yeah. They, these were individuals, young individuals mostly, under the age of eighteen, who had maybe stolen a car. Uh, whatever they weren't even investigated. Yeah. Well, no, I suppose I can see why the guards get disheartened with those kind of cases. I mean, what? You know? Okay, I hate to keep comparing, but Stephen, uh, what happens when a minor commits a crime? So you you stop a guy. I don't know what the legal age to drive a car is in Canada. What is it? Sixteen, seventeen, eighteen? Seventy. Different okay. jurisdictions because you have different municipalities. Okay, but let's say you you fight you you spot a kid who's kind of fifteen years of age and he's in a car and he's drunk. And he yeah. and he's not insured, or he's no tax, or no, I don't know, whatever. He got a juvie. He go to so he, is he arrested? Oh yeah. And he's brought in. What happens? His parents are called. Uh, parents are called. It depends on the severity of the offence, whether or not it goes to to full court. If it goes to full court, then it's like a drunk driving. He hits someone. He'd be sent to juvie for maybe two years. What age? Uh, can, what age can they be done as a for let's say a crime? Uh, we can do it. Criminal negligible. It can be done for anything for any age, like thirteen on. 
Um, That's the same. Because, well, the age of criminal responsibility in Ireland is 13 as well. Yeah, the same yeah. Here. You can go to jail at 16. But this doesn't happen. 14. In this country, most kids between 13 and 18 know they're going to get away with any that's crime. That's a serious problem, though. Yeah. Well, that's the, that is the problem. And that's why a lot of these drug dealers will get kids to carry the drugs. The kids to do all the work yeah. for them. Yeah, because they get away with it. And then, Noel, and then the effects that has on the community that those kids are in, those, those kids have a lot of pull and... Yeah, power. So look, look what was happening in Ballymun recently. Wasn't there a talk in Ballymun where eight and nine-year-olds were being given heroin to, to carry? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Because there's nothing the guards can do. The guards won't stop them. No. They can't, they can't touch them. What can they charge them with? They're mm. that age. Yeah. Now, I know, I know you wouldn't charge an eight-year-old anyway, right? But it, even young kids, teenagers who are 14, 15 years of age, with a bit more sense, they're still doing it as well. And they know what they're doing, but they know when they get caught, they just walk straight back out of the guard station again. Well, as that other chap said there, they have a, those young kids have a lot of pull in their communities. Yeah. And all the other kids are afraid of them. And families. Adults, even. Adults would be terrified to open their mouth in some communities. Yeah. You know? Okay, we just let me take one more call, uh, because a lot of people want to talk to us. Michael, you're on Classic Kids. Sorry, Michael, go ahead. <clears throat> uh, good evening, Noel. How are you? Good. Michael, um, would you be against arming the guards? Um, yes. I would. Jeez, not a lot of confidence in the Garda Shikana here tonight. No, I have plenty of confidence in the Garda Shikana. I think they're a great organisation. They do a job that I would be too afraid to do, to tell you the truth. Right, okay. They seem to have a struggle counting. They're they're braver men than I am. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing I'll say. But, however, I would be against arming the guards on the basis that if you arm the guards, you arm the criminals. Now, you could say that there's criminals are already armed. A small minority are. Mm-hmm. But when every mugger is going around with a with a a small pistol or a revolver in his pocket, then you're in a world of trouble. Well, I mean, obviously in the United States, yes, it's in the constitutional law that you have the right to carry an arm. Yeah, but yes, but I don't I, think that's ever going to happen mean, here. I mean, in in Ireland, I'm not talking about the United States. I'm talking about Ireland, mm-hmm. where, as it stands at the moment. Crime, the majority of crime is unarmed. It's caused, it's carried out by people who do not carry any arms. Mm-hmm. However, if you arm the guards, I believe that they will carry guns. Guns breed guns, to quote somebody in America. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it is true. Steve, back to Stephen again. Stephen, what, what, what is the law around carrying a firearm in Canada? You can't. It's very difficult. Um, oh, owning a firearm in your home. Very difficult. You have to get approved by the uh, by the RCMP. You have to get vetted. Okay, so similar to Ireland. Similar to Ireland. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Okay. And and how many of your average criminals on the streets or low lives in the street would have a gun? Very few. All right. So okay. So in that sense, can I ask Stephen a question? Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Um, yeah, James. Canada recently legalized cannabis. Yeah. So, what has your experience been? Um, marijuana is huge in BC, which is British Columbia. It's a province, and it's actually probably the most famous grass in the world. It's called BC bud. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a problem with with that because uh, no, but the like, effect on crime, personally, from a policing no, point of no view, difference. makes no difference. With it's the drugs trade, the, the, the drug gangs scene in Vancouver is much bigger than it is in Dublin. Much bigger, much worse. Uh, there's a lot more drugs, a lot more crime in Vancouver than there will be in Dublin. Big time. Uh, I, I, by the way, because I'm running out of time, lads, but I wanted to read this out, sorry, just, and Michael, in, re- in relation to what you're saying about the guards, they do a job that you wouldn't do, etc., etc. Uh, somebody says, I work on a unit of 20 guards. Uh, obviously, the guards can't come on the air, right? They're not allowed, right? I work on a unit of 20 guards. Only one of us is actually trained to drive using lights and sirens. That's shocking, isn't it? Shocking. 
Yeah, and, it, and he also mentions that most cars aren't even trained or allowed to drive using lights and sirens uh, in the patrol cars because you must be trained to put on the, the blue lights. That's the, yeah, I've heard that. Well, apparently you have to be well, trained to put on the lights. Yeah. yeah, I mean, a, a guard... Now, I know they do it all the time. If they're not trained to do it, they must get permission from a sergeant. In other words, they must radio yeah, back to the station or get permission to do it if they're not trained to do yep. it. Well, in other words, they haven't done hands, an advanced hands, driving their hands, course. Their hands are tied then by political incompetence or by... Yeah. Senior Garda incompetence. Their hand, the, the, the Garda on the street, his hands are tied, basically. You know, I'm not blaming them for their lack of training. No. Sorry, yeah. I was actually I mean, in court there. Yeah, sorry, Stephen. Sorry, go ahead, Stephen. I was in court last when week or two weeks ago looking sorry. at something. And there was in the court and district court, I was just with a friend of mine. And in the space of four hours in that court, from 10 to half two and whatever it was, the judge was on, 80% of the people brought up before that judge were drug addicts. Mm hmm. That's your problem. Lack of education. Drug addicts. Um, uh, sorry, was, could was I in yeah, yeah, Michael, go ahead. Niall, no, 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 I, I hear what that gentleman is saying. And the drug problem is, is very dire in a lot of the cities around Ireland. But the weight, as far as I'm, I'm concerned, and as I say, I'm, I'm no expert on these things. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a solicitor. or I'm not a guard. But my opinion would be, if a 15-year-old kid steals a car and crashes it, you go to his parents' place, you knock on the doorbell or you ring on the doorbell and you say, by the way, there's, 15, there's 1,500 or 3,000 euros worth of damage done to that car. Mm -hmm. That's how you finish the, uh, the, the, the crime problem. You make we the do parents that responsible. You make the parents responsible yeah. for their We do that in Vancouver. So you do charge the parents of Vancouver, yeah? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, that's, that's a good idea. And by the way, there's the other argument as well is if we go back a long time, guys, and I think we're all in around the same age with the exception of James, um, people, young people, had a healthy respect and possibly fear <laughs> of the guards when we were young. Nowadays, the kids have no respect and no fear. Well, I, when my when my um, when I was young, my dad said to me, "If you ever if you ever bring a cop around here, I would kick the living so and so out of you." Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Do my, my dad would have burst me if I had brought a guard to the door. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.